Sunday, January 10th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA Podcast. Going to go over tonight, uh, talk about the COVID-19 protocols for fans at Fight Island and how that's great for Abu Dhabi, but I don't think it will or can transfer over to the UFC Apex or should transfer over to the UFC Apex. Uh, Dana White is still pushing Habib Nurmagomedov to return, and it's not good. Not a good look. And uh, another discussion of the rankings, the official UFC rankings, and Santiago Ponzinibbio is not a happy camper. And now, on with the show. So, the three events that are going to take place in Abu Dhabi... Um, here in January, are going to allow, according to Aaron Brodstetter of TSN, approximately 2,000 fans into the arena, which has a seating capacity, according to its website, of 18,000. So social distancing should not be a problem as long as people adhere to it. And I believe that from what we'd seen from Abu Dhabi and Fight Island, that that won't be an issue. They've done a fantastic job, I think, with every UFC event. Um, we haven't heard a about a positive test come out of Fight Island, which is much, much different than the UFC Apex. And I believe a lot of that, 99% of that or more, is due to the way Abu Dhabi is handling this, not the UFC. Abu Dhabi is more or less the tourism board is more or less in control of everything to do with these UFC fight cards and their goal from the first the first events set of events that were held there the goal was to show the world the sporting world that it could do this safely that it could pull off sporting events safely and without a spread of covid-19 it has done that it has done that through very good testing uh, very good protocol, very good restrictions. The only thing we saw that fell apart, of course, was based around Dana White in that he uh, left the bubble, him and his cronies, to film some um, looking for a fight footage and then went right back in without uh, quarantining, which is not allowed, but White, as we've seen runs by his own set of rules, even if those rules are written by the UFC. And the no, and masks are, you know, required at Fight Island. And again, no mask for Dana White. So the only bad things about these protocols are the guy that should be leading by example is just being an asshole and not leading by example. But shocking, not in the least. So here are the protocol for the fans that are going to attend these events. And UFC 257 is sold out. Um, the other two cards, tickets were available. They're not too pricey in U.S. dollar-wise, but you know, then you got to if you're if you're coming if you're going from the U.S., you got to add in all the hassles, the time, the flight, and a lot of other things if if you're going to be somebody who comes over from the U.S. to Abu Dhabi to watch these cards. You can get a package deal 
to get one of the other events and UFC 257 or both of the other events and UFC 257. So there are tickets available yet for 257 from what I understand, but not solely for that card. you got to get a, a package deal. So if you're in Abu Dhabi, I don't know if you're going to want to spend the, all that time at a UFC fight. There's probably a lot more to see than some than fights. Anyway, so here's the uh, requirements for the fans that are attending. So upon arriving to the venue, all spectator, spectators will undergo a check of their valid 48-hour PCR test, thermal scanning, and ticket e-checks. Spectators will have to present the uh, a medical report about their PCR test. The PCR test is the more accurate one. That is the nasal swab. And you have to have a test with you proof of the that you pass that test within 48 hours if you don't you ain't getting in uh, if you have a high fever or don't have a valid test you'll be denied entry and you will not get a refund wearing a face mask is always mandatory within the venue even when seated adhere to social distancing guidelines in and around the venue contactless payments are required food and non-alcoholic beverages can be ordered from your seat and through hawkers or via physical concessions at the venue. Uh, alcohol will be available. Sanitation will take place prior to the event. And sanitizers placed around the venue. Other things that will... Uh, requirements and, and protocol. No bags or strollers. The arena is paperless. You have to download your ticket to a mobile device. Social distancing requirements are to stay two meters apart from those outside of your group at all times. And they have stickers to mark safe instances where lines may need to be formed. And once you leave, you're not getting back in. And you have to have uh, from the U.S., I guess, you're going to have to, and other countries, you're going to need a passport uh, for identification. And the guess is that it's going to take about an hour to do the security checks before the event. So folks that are attending plan on that. Ticket prices for uh, the 16th and the, the 20th range from 162 to $353 U.S. So price-wise, cheap if in U.S. dollars, but getting there's a hassle, isn't it? Anyway, so I like everything I see here. I and I and basing um, my opinion on what we've seen from Abu Dhabi, like I said in the past fantastic i think that these the fans will be safe they will remain healthy as long as they follow the protocol dana white we'll see if he follows the protocol probably not which again will be a big sticking point now why don't i think this will fly if it goes to the uh, apex off the top of my head i don't know the what's going on in vegas right now as far as protocol and um, gatherings so that's regardless of that situation here is why i don't think it will fly in, in vegas and more or less it's simply because the ufc has not proven that it can hold a safe event the it, it just hasn't we've seen many fighters and individuals leave the so-called bubble uh, we don't know if ufc employees and Event employees, our event contractors are required to stay in the hotel because the last update to the protocol was that the fighters have to stay within the bubble. and if But they can leave with approval. So again, 
leaving with approval is still leaving. And I, I just don't understand the whole thing. So the UFC has shown us that it cannot safely do an event on its own. Don't think that Abu Dhabi is being, the UFC is doing this protocol and doing all the safety measures in Abu Dhabi because they aren't. They're doing the safety measures that are failing in Vegas. And they're failing because they're not adhering to their own protocol. They're not adhering to the Nevada State Athletic Commission protocol. And no one is enforcing when the protocol is broken. That's the job of the Athletic Commission. And the UFC should be also self-regulating. That's not happening. Dana White's in and out of the out of the so-called bubble. He's never wearing a mask. And if one person is breaking that protocol, you might as well not have it. And that's what we've seen. The number of positive tests from the apex should be zero if they were doing everything correctly. And it's not. And until... They, the UFC goes through a long stretch where fighters are not testing positive or managers or corners are, are not testing positive. There's no way that fans should be able to be brought into that, into that apex even if the protocol is enforced with, with the fans. It's just not trustworthy. And the UFC really needs to show us that it's going to do something. If it was going to do something right, what it should do is absorb and follow the protocol that Abu Dhabi is doing. If you want to impress me and impress the folks that are watching this, take that whole protocol and just shift it to the apex. It's written. You've seen it being done. You know it can be done. You just don't want to spend the money. That's what it comes down to. Abu Dhabi's forking over a ton of money for this. But their thinking is it's going to pay off in the long run because if they can show other uh, athletic events promoters that they can do this safely, then they will go to Abu Dhabi. If I had the choice right now, if I was presenting something, Abu Dhabi or the UFC Apex, that's not a choice at all. You're going to Abu Dhabi without a doubt. I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk going to the Apex I wouldn't risk going to the Apex as a as a member of the media because I don't think it's safe. It hasn't shown me that it's safe. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to see the fan, fans safely in the States for quite a while. And um, I, unless the UFC adapt, adopts the Abu Dhabi protocol, which easily can do, but doesn't want to. That's the big question. Um, Dana White is meeting with, for some reason, is going to meet with Habib Nurmagomedov to try and get him to come out of retirement. And I've made it clear that I think this is an asinine idea. It's a slimy idea. It's a scumbag idea. Because White has said before, if a fighter retires, that fighter should think, if the fighter thinks about retiring, it's time for them to retire. Now, Nurmagomedov said he retired. So he thought about it and did it. But yet White doesn't think that should stand. And here's what he said to ESPN. And this is via MMA fighting. I'm obviously meeting with him because I believe that he should fight again. 
I mean, look at what he did to Justin Gaethje. Look at what he's done to every opponent he has faced. Like when I wanted Cormier to stay, I still think they're the best in the world. And then there's always argument, well, it's never a bad thing to go out on top. And when you talk about money, I'm, it's not even worth it mentioning this money thing because that's just stupid. Nurmagomedov doesn't need the money. Uh, he's never shown that he's a money first guy. So for White to bring up money when it comes to a guy who's shown no real interest in that is pretty slimy. And then he finishes here with, I think he should fight again. And I'm going to press him as hard as I can for one more. Um, what he says as well is, as a promoter, you always want the best guys in the world at the same time. As a promoter, when a guy wants to retire, he probably should if that's even crossing your mind or thinking. The difference with a guy like Habib is he's been through so much and losing his dad was such a major blow to him. It's something that they did together, yet his dad wanted him to hit 30-0. and 0. That's true. I, I, found out, I found the mention where he did say that. His father said that. Um, what was said that, let me pull it up here. What was said that for Habib, 30-0 and 0 is enough. And then he followed that with, regard, regarding, regarding his last fight, then of course we would like to have his final title defense to be in Moscow. So what I'm reading there is that his father, yeah, would have liked to have seen him get to 30-0. and 0, But the mention of having the last title fight in Moscow also indicates that his father wanted to be there. And now we know his father has passed away from complications from COVID-19 and that Habib retired because his mother didn't want him to carry on without his father in his corner. And he, and this was before the Gaethje fight. So he spoke to her, Habib spoke to her and convinced her that he would fight one more time, Gaethje fight, and then he would walk away. And which is exactly what he did. And yet White is going to pressure him and the reason is simple. The reason is money. White wants money, and he knows he can make money off of Nurmagomedov. So he's going to pressure him to fight one more time. He's going to pressure him to fight the winner of UFC 257. I hope with everything I have that Nurmagomedov stands, by, stands his ground and tells White to screw. And I think it's a shitty move. I think it's a scummy move. And I think it's a move based on nothing more than the bottom line for the UFC and their ownership group that White wants money out of this guy who clearly said he was retiring, that he promised his mother that he was retiring. It's disrespectful to the whole Nermagometa family. It's disrespectful to the memory of his father. And it's exactly what we have come to expect from Dana White. The only thing White cares about here is himself, the UFC, and and the bottom line. He doesn't care about Nurmagomedov. He doesn't care about his mother. He doesn't care about the legacy of his father. He doesn't care about any of that. He doesn't consider any of that. He sees a guy he can that he wants to pressure into a fight. Clearly, he wants to pressure him to, into a fight with McGregor. Let's not let's not you know pull punches here. That's the big money maker for White. Even though McGregor doesn't even come close to deserving a rematch because he got trucked in the first meeting. It wasn't close. There's no reason for that rematch to happen. But yet White, in all his shittiness, is going to pressure this guy who is probably still mourning his father to fight again. 
It's shitty. It's underhanded. And it doesn't help that Nurmagomedov's Nirm- Nirm- manager is everything that White is. Just not a good person, not a good representative of his fighters. And he's. I wouldn't be surprised if Ali Abdelaziz also pressures Nurmagomedov. This is not the right thing to do. The right thing to do would be to let him remain retired. And if he wants to come back, he comes to the UFC and says, you know what? Spoke to my mother, spoke to my other members of my family. I'm going to come back for whatever. One more fight, a series of fights, whatever, whatever it is. And that option should be his option. That decision should be his decision. And no one, no one should pressure him into that. Especially the guy that stands to make the most money out of this, which is Dana White. So it's shitty and it'll remain shitty. And even if Nurmagomedov agrees to it, it's still shitty and should have never been done. It shouldn't happen. White should shut up and he should wait for Nurmagomedov to come back to him if he ever wants to fight again. But of course, that's not going to happen because White's ego will not allow that to happen. I don't get it. I wish people would stand up to this guy and tell him, you know what, screw you. Could happen. So Dana White has said that the UFC, official UFC rankings are something that the UFC matchmakers consider. And I've gone over this a couple times, but now there's another wrinkle to this that was added late last week that I also have to discuss because it's another broken part of the official UFC rankings. So Santiago uh, Ponzinibbio is set to return next this week after I think two years out of the out of the cage. So here's what he had to say: They removed me from the rankings, and this is from Sherdog. They removed me from the rankings. Brian Ortega fought three weeks after me, and he's still in the rankings, and he was in the main event. I asked, why is he in the rankings despite the inactivity? Why does he get a main event and me? Um, he's Ponzinibbio is fighting an unranked opponent. Listen, I love Brian Ortega. I think he deserves it. He showed to the world he deserves it. He beat a guy, and hopefully he becomes a champion. I don't have anything against him. It's just our situation is very similar. For this reason, I repeat, I think the rankings are bullshit. I go inside my cage and do my work. That's it. I represent my culture and my people from Argentina and from Latin America, and I put in show and a show inside the cage, man. Now, I don't know what, um, because and this is another thing that's wrong with the UFC, official UFC rankings. You can't go back and look at them. So I don't know where Ponzinibbio was, but I'm going to, you know, believe that he was in the rankings. So if he says he was, I'm going to have to believe that because the UFC, official UFC rankings are updated I guess weekly, they haven't been updated for quite a while now, but that's probably because of the inactivity of the UFC. Um, But that's something that has to be fixed too. If you can't go back and and look at the rankings and see the movement, that's a big issue for everyone. From the fighters to the fans, the matchmakers probably can go back and reference that because they're on the inside. But fighters can't, fans can't, and that's a problem. That's a lack of transparency. And so if... We've seen the UFC remove fighters for various reasons, and those reasons are not written down. They are arbitrary, and shit, Leon Edwards was removed, and as soon as he agreed to a fight, 
he was back in at the same spot, number three. So don't tell me that the rankings are, are official and mean something when you can just say, all right, take him out and we'll wait for him to agree to a fight and then we'll put him back in at the same spot. That's arbitrary and bullshit. So if you, if you dumped Ponzinibbio because of an injury, okay, we'll make, make that uh, a part of the rankings. If you're inactive for X amount of time, you are no longer in the rankings. Then that's fine, but that's across the board. That's everyone. That's Nate Diaz. That's Conor McGregor. That's Jorge Masvidal. That's Habib Nurmagomedov. That's whoever. It needs to be across the board. So that's another wrinkle the UFC uh, has to fix in its official rankings if it's going to base fighters' money, pl placement on fight cards, and potential title fights on. So the rankings are broken. They're very, very broken. There's a long list of p pieces that need to be fixed before they should be used for matchmaking and and paychecks. And until then, the UFC is just winging it. And I don't think these things are going to get fixed. This is something that the media is really going to have to push. Why it is reluctant to do that, I don't know. Um, maybe because they don't really see the rankings as official. But with the president of the company saying, you know, this is part of the matchmaking process. I think the media needs to take that seriously. And I think they need to, the folks that are involved in the rankings need to step away because the media shouldn't be dealing with people's money. And the media that are not in the rankings need to pressure the UFC to fix everything that is wrong with the rankings. And this is another example of that. You arbitrarily removed a fighter from the rankings, but you left another one that fought three weeks after him so what's the story fix these things make these make the rankings transparent write down what's what and so everyone is clear as to what is actually going on with these rankings until then a large majority of fans media fighters are going to think like ponzinibbio says here the rankings the official ufc rankings are bullshit sorry that's just the appearance that of those rankings. That's what we all see. That's what I'd say 90% of us think. You fix them, maybe they're not so much bullshit. You let them run the way they are, they're bullshit. And with that, I'm going to close it out. Uh, I'll be back probably tomorrow. And until then, everyone stay safe.